This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contract. Oh, you're going to do this again. I'm sorry. I forgot to put my phone on mute. Good. Same. All right. This is podcast 277, five, four, three. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Go to www.financiallyfit.business to analyze your monthly statements, grow your business profitably, and build wealth in less than 10 minutes a month. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. What should you ask before hiring a digital marketing company to help you build your business? What should you look for? What are the things you should avoid? What are the warning signs that the company you might choose might hijack your website? And maybe most important, what time frame and results should you really expect when you hire a firm? My guest today, Jennifer Bagley, CEO of CI Web Group, has made it her mission to educate contractors on what they should ask before they hire a digital marketing firm. Jennifer, welcome to Contractor Sense. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So you and I have talked a lot about some of the things that you've seen in the industry um, and some of the things that contractors should ask before they hire a, a firm to do this. And what I would love to do, and that's what, you know, that's why I invited you on the podcast is let's, let's talk about those things, but first give everybody a sense of what CI Web Group is all about. Absolutely. So CI Web Group started in 2006. In 2012, we were asked to become the preferred digital marketing agency for Daikin, Goodman, and Amana, the world's largest manufacturer, heating and air conditioning equipment. Since then, We've grown to over 200 experts and have built tens of thousands of websites and have a couple thousand active marketing accounts specializing in everything from uh, web design, search engine optimization, paid advertising, social media, local listings, email marketing, text marketing, and uh, the entire orchestration of that as it relates to their technology integrations, whether it's their CRM, field management system, operating platform, uh, reviews, acquisition systems, and so forth. So a lot of the technology integrations as well. Cool. And you and I talk about whether a contractor is ready to hire a firm or not. So why don't we start there? What are some of the signs that a contracting firm should not hire a digital marketing firm? Well, that's a, um, that's a big one. So <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> that's a good question. So you, number one, you, your company, you got to be committed to the process. You know, I always tell contractors, this is not a project. This is a lifestyle. And if you're going to hire an agency, you got to be willing to show up, suit up and participate in the process. So if you're unable or incapable or unwilling to be able to show up and participate in that, I think that's, you know, the first set of you got to make a personal commitment to the prog to the progress. You've got a lot of tribal knowledge. Um, that's necessary to bring to the table. Secondly, you've got to make sure that they understand your industry. You guys are in an industry that is not like others. So I wish I could say they were all the same. Uh, digital marketing is the same, but you guys have a lot of intricacies. You've got seasonal business, you have terminology that uh, you utilize and your distributors and your manufacturers utilize on a regular basis. That is industry technical terms that are not the same thing as consumer terms. For example, you may say heating and cooling. Well, 
consumers don't look for cooling. So if you don't have a digital marketing agency that has a tremendous amount of experience in heating and air conditioning marketing, then right out of the gate, they're listening to you and you're not necessarily the best advisor for them. Uh, they should be pushing back on things. You may say, I want to get found for heat pumps. Well, if they're not utilizing data to evaluate if consumers are looking for heat pumps in that market, if they're unfamiliar with that term, no different than eight years ago, consumers weren't familiar with the term ductless, then uh, it's not a good strategy. So they really have to understand how do the manufacturers, how do the distributors play a role in consumer education and awareness regarding product types. They have to understand the seasonality. They've got to understand uh, the technical aspects of your business and have a significant amount of experience. You know, if I looked back at us in our first two to three years working with heating and air conditioning companies, I would probably say that we were not great because we were, <laughs> we just weren't. I mean, it, you know, it took a lot of partnerships, strategic relationships, really spending time and investing a lot of time, not only with dealers, but with the manufacturers and distributors to really understand this industry and the int intricacies behind it. Um, and then of course, you gotta make sure that they have a team that can facilitate what you need to get done. This takes an army. So no, you can't hire Bob. You shouldn't hire your uncle. You shouldn't hire your nephew who just got a degree in web design and internet marketing. So <laughs> these are, you've got to make sure they have a relatively substantial team. The average project for us when it comes to web design and just search engine optimization has approximately 20 to 60 resources that we're using, you know, five to 10% of their expertise, somebody that specializes in link building, somebody that specializes in uh, code and server speed and uh, optimization on page versus off page design. These are all different resources. So you really want to make sure, you know, if you're trying to become a $5 million business, don't hire a marketing agency that hasn't done their first million dollars in business. Um, so you got to Really look at where you're trying to go. Do they have the team, the resources, the experience, uh, and the know-how to be able to get it done for you? Those are kind of the first things. There's lots of other things you should check, but those are initial. Well, let's let's get even more granular. If they're okay. not profitable, they shouldn't hire anybody. Yeah, that, that's so. Let's, <laughs> I mean, come on, that's me, right? <laughs> that first. So yeah, out of the gate. If you are not profitable and you hire a digital marketing agency who is amazing, you're going to drive yourself into the ground faster because having a higher volume of leads with an unprofitable business model means you're just going to be more unprofitable. So uh, yeah, that's first out of the gate. You've got to be sitting in a position where you have a marketing budget that's part of your entire uh, business strand and financial planning process where you've got, you know, three, six, 8%, 10% already baked into your process so that you're not, you know, selling things at a loss. Yeah. I mean, there's no sense in, you know, generating leads and you're losing five cents for every, you know, dollar you take in the door, so to speak. And you and yeah. I have both seen contractors like that who don't realize they're losing five cents for every dollar they take in the door. And that's really the scary part. Yep. And that happens, you know, a lot of times um, you'll have a company that is discounting everything and they look like a discount shop. So sometimes you have to fix a little bit of your branding and a little bit of, you know, at least your website to be able to make, demand a higher price. Because if you look like a one person shop and you're trying to, you know, charge higher prices, sometimes consumers are concerned with that. They might 
think they can get away with a lower price because you look like somebody who would charge a lower price. So you have to have a little bit of the basics in look like a professional company, make sure you're uh, at least your website doesn't shun customers away or demand a lower price to help with that as well. But driving leads, not until you're sitting in a position where you're making money when those leads come in. Yeah. And I will not tell you who, and I will not tell you where, but a competitor to one of the contractors I work with prides themselves on figuring out how other people do things and to see whether they can do it at bare bones cost. I've never seen their financials, but I'll bet they're not making money in the long term. 100%. I see yeah. that all the time. So, all right. Before we take a break, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? You can visit CI, as in cat, India, webgroup.com. CIwebgroup.com or reach right. out to saleswebgroup.com. Very good. Thanks for listening. We will be right back. Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this, but where do you turn? Ruth Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting babble. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at 770-729- 0258. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am talking with Jennifer Bagley, CEO of CI Web Group, and we're talking about things that you should pay attention to and be aware of before you hire a digital marketing firm. So I want to talk about something that's called hijacking a website. What does that mean? Uh, essentially, when uh, the agency that you are signing up with has somewhere in their terms and conditions, doesn't make it completely clear that uh, they actually purchased and own your domain name or, or I should say, and or they own the website and or content that you're investing money into. So if you pay for a website, you pay for content and a year later, you're not satisfied with the results uh, and you try to leave the what should be an asset that you're able to take with you and move to another agency to be able to work on. Uh, if that is the owned asset and property of the agency you're working for, then you just blew a lot of money on something you don't own. Well, not only that, you have to start over again and you got to redo the content and all the other fun things that go along with that. Yeah, absolutely. For some companies I've seen, I'm not going to mention the agencies, but some agencies, they own everything. I mean, They'll add, they'll build a website. It'll have 300 pages on it. The contractor will uh, spend money on that for two years. And at that two year mark, when they leave, they're literally starting at ground zero with nothing. And that's very painful, very expensive. And, you know, the interesting part in this industry is I've seen these contractors learn this lesson three, four, and five times. Each time they move to a digital agency, uh, I've seen them go through the same thing over and over and over again, not learning from the lesson, not making a different decision, but 
they've they've lost their website more than once. Um, I just met with somebody yesterday who was a client of ours in 2019. They left. They can't even remember why they left. Uh, they've had three agencies rebuild their website since then. They demolished all of the work that we had done for them. They were sitting at about 5,000 unique visitors coming to the website on a monthly basis. Now they have less than 30 and they have a 16 page website and have no recollection of where all the content, which was written in English and Spanish, and they were ranking for both in Houston um, when they left. And the company has went from a $20 million company to doing less than $750,000 in gross revenue last year. So this is a big deal. I mean, you can't just, this demolishes companies. It happens constantly. Yeah. And that's really a shame. I mean, if they hijack your website, I mean, you don't even own your domain name anymore. That's really bad. Scary. Uh, yeah, I've seen that as well. I've, I've seen that not only just with agencies, but I've also seen that with employees. So don't let one of your employees purchase your domain name. Because if you let them go in the future and they take it with them and the domain expires or they own it and won't release it, I've seen companies be held hostage and literally have to start over with an entire new domain, new brand, everything. Yeah. So you own the name, you own your website content, you own, you should own the work that's being done on your behalf, correct? Yes. And there's no, what's the point of a contract? Why do you need to sign a contract? If you don't like who you're working with, you should have the ability to leave. So you guys make sure when you're looking at these agreements, what are the terms for to hold you hostage? Let them earn the business. So we have a love us or leave us policy for, for a reason. If someone wants to leave, the likelihood of them coming back to us within 90 days is nine out of 10. So we have no contracts. <laughs> we happily carry them to their next company and we happily bring them back on board when the grass wasn't greener and they realized they didn't know what they were doing Then sold a ball of wax. Yeah. I mean, I have no contracts either. You either, we're either doing this or we're not. You know? that's I'm not going to yeah. hold you hostage. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. I mean, you and I have the same philosophy in, in that respect. All right. Um, I want to talk about something that you and I have become familiar with called Ruth's Rules. And one of the things that I always ask my clients to, to ask question is if I'm going to spend X number of dollars, you know, with you, can I, how do I get Y dollars worth of revenue as a result of spending X dollars? And that is, you know, at break even, as Jennifer and I have talked over and over again, is Ruth's rule number two. So if your gross margin is, let's say, 40%, and you're spending $10,000 with, for example, CI Web Group, you have a reasonable expectation of generating $25,000 of revenue from the $10,000 spend. That's just, you know, a simple math calculation. The amount you're spending divided by your gross margin. So, and I'm talking about overhead and this is an overhead expense. So Jennifer, I mean, you really show the contractors how much they actually generate in revenue, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And how long it's, you know, what their initial investment is. So it depends on what kind of a marketing or advertising technique you're utilizing. If you're utilizing paid ads, it's pretty simple. You have a cost per click, you have a cost per conversion, you have an average ticket. That's easy to be able to judge. Uh, when it comes to search engine optimization, that's where a lot of companies feel that's a gray area they can never measure results on. When in reality, you absolutely can if you create your plan utilizing data. That is, we identify what city do you want to do business in. We identify a specific service that you want to sell, i.e., AC installation in XYZ city. We identify what the total search volume is, what's the demand, 
how many total searches are happening on an annual basis, what's the projected traffic that's going to come to that page on your website that you're investing, let's say $200 a month in AC installation for this particular city. You know you're investing $2,400 a year for that page on your website to get to page one of Google. You have a good prediction of how many potential visitors could come to the website in that year during that season. You know what your conversion rate is. So if you're sitting at a one and a half to three and a half percent conversion rate, you've got an idea of how many jobs you can get onto the board or at least lead you have the ability to put the jobs on the board. And you can calculate your total revenue for air conditioning installation jobs in that city and be able to determine what your ROI is. The challenge is the majority of dealers don't even know what keywords are in their plan because it's considered proprietary information by the agency, so they don't share that data. So they don't know what they're working on. They don't know what kind of data supports the decisions. Not only that, but they don't have a way to be able to measure ROI because they can't pinpoint what in their CRM jobs are associated with organic leads that are generated from their investment in SEO. And most of them have no clue even what work is being performed. They're not seeing the link building reports. They don't see the activity happening. They don't, they're not able to measure keyword ranking placement and position, and they're not able to measure conversions that are happening specifically for that service in that location to determine ROI. So I want them to know how much money they're making because makes it really easy when they call in and say, hey, we just made half a million dollars on this particular page we spent $2,400 on per year. Let's do it again in three more cities for these three new services. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're if you generating 100000 and the minimum you need to generate is twenty five, that's a no-brainer answer. You just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Do more. That's when we sit at our strategy sessions, we have three topics. One, what's working, what's not, and what's next. What's working, do more of it. What's not, stop it and do something different. And what's next? What are we not doing yet that we need to do? So pick out another market with additional services, build the sales pages for them, get them onto page one of Google. Now, your question earlier is the best question. How long do I have to invest before I start to see a return? In the paid ads world, you're looking at a couple months, maybe before you have the campaign optimized and so forth and producing revenue. And you're making a much smaller amount of money per uh, for your investment because you have to pay for every single lead. In the SEO world, you're investing for a specific determination of time. So for example, if you're going after AC repair in Houston, Texas, you're able to determine that there's 21 million pages inside that drawer. You need to be in the top 10 of 21 million. We know based on having 12 years of history of doing this, that's going to take us approximately seven months. So you're going to spend $200 a month for seven months before you get to page one that's your investment period before you start cash flowing on that particular page. So if you're running or creating the campaign, again, based on data, you know what search phrases in what locations and what the competitive number of pages are, you'll be able to determine for my AC installation in Houston, Texas, it's going to take me seven months to start cash flowing. However, for my ductless AC in Houston, I can start generating leads in approximately 35 to 45 days after go live. Yeah. So you know it. And you can make your choice. I We either made money or we didn't. It's a black and white answer. And and this can be very much black and white. Um, so Jennifer, give us the website again. www.ciwebgroup.com. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Ruth. Thanks, everyone. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. 
If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.